everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I'm your host. I'm your host, Hannah Fernander. And, well, today we're going to be talking about the balance. Actually, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, to be real. Um, But I just want to... Um, I'm going to quickly, like, read over my notes. Okay, 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 okay. Because I wanted to, like, talk about something very specific, but then I also have a lot of these other things that I want to talk about. And I'm currently on my way back home, so I figured now's a good time to just, like, go through and, like, reflect on all of this. So, hello. Hi. Um, I'm just going to jump in. A recent decision of mine was that I would be moving back home for next year, possibly even the next two years. Um, and so this, this decision originated from when my dad said, well, the other day, I think it was during Christmas break, my dad was like, Hannah, you know, he was like, um, since you have to, you know, make up some debt from the Florida Fund for Minority Teacher Scholarship, so there's a scholarship that I received that however many years you receive it, you have to teach in the state of Florida. So he was like, well, while, you have, while you're making that up, you could save some money by staying at home, and then by the time you're done making up that scholarship and you've saved up some money, you could literally go anywhere you want to go. And I was like, that is very cool, and that sounds very appealing, and I think I want to do that. So I got really excited, but then as I've been living in Tampa and Wesley Chapel these past uh, two years, I just feel like I've come to invest so much in this place that I started to feel a little bit imbalanced because I was like, well, I want to go home because I love my family and I love being around my family, hence why I'm literally leaving home to go home right now. Like, I love my family. And so I was like, I want to I want to go home so I can be with my family. I miss them. Like, I know my siblings have so much going on in their lives that it's exciting. My brother's starting his first year of high school next year. And it's just like so many cool things that are going to be happening in their lives that I want to be there for in order to support them, in order to encourage them, in order to be like, hey, like, I see what you're doing, and I'm excited for you, and I think you're going to do great things, and I want to be there to, like, encourage and support them and love them, you know? And then my mom, there's been so much going on on her job recently, and just, like, feeling tired and busy, like, I just want to be able to be there to help and to be, like, another, another, lend another hand, you know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to do that, and, and my dad just, you know, encouraging him and, and being with them and just having people that I can go home to and be like, hey, I'm going home, like, now I can have somebody to hang out with or to do things with, you know what I mean? And I just think, like, that is something that I I, I love and I, I want to do. And so that's one, some of the reasons why I want to move back home. Also, I want to move back home to have a bubble of support for myself, too. Like, I want to support others, but I also want to have a bubble of support for myself because I'm going to be a first-year teacher, and I know it's going to be difficult managing an entire class on my own. So I would love to have some support for my family, and I know that they would love to support me, also for my friends and stuff like that. Kamari, if you're hearing this, you will be reading Green Eggs and Ham up in my classroom during <laughs> during read aloud time. Uh, I'm just letting you know that right now. I'm just letting you know. Um, but no, like I just really want to be there to support my friends and my family, and I want 
to be in a space where they can support me too in that way. And we can just love on one another and be the community that we we so desire for one another. And I'm really excited. At first I got nervous because I was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm making friends here in Tampa and Wesley Chapel, and, like, I don't want to leave because I just made these friends. And so I started feeling imbalanced because I realized that I had invested. And that's the thing about investment. You invest in so many places sometimes when it becomes routine or when you have to live in a certain place. You actually become invested in that place. And so then it's really hard to leave because while you know you want to leave or you know you need to leave, it is difficult because you've invested so much there. It's not an easy decision to make. It's not an easy decision for me to be like, yeah, I moved you back home. Like, yes, it is a more logical decision. Yes, it is a more peace-filled decision. But it is not an easy decision because I think when I when I look back at it, and this is what started popping up in my mind, like literally a couple of days ago, I was like, well, maybe if I pursue another degree, I mean, I'm only, like, two years in, like, in the, like, most people still have two more years to go who are my age, so, like, I could just do another bachelor's degree, and then I could do, I could study something I wanted to study, like, Spanish, or I could do that, and then I could, you know, join, like, the step team at the school, and I could, because that was what was interesting to me, was, like, things like the step team, things like, uh, like, the clubs that I'm a part of now, and the friends that I'm making now, and doing different things like gospel choir and, and all of those things that seem really cool. And so as I started looking at it, though, I was like, okay, number one, the only reason why I want to do these things is because I'm starting to see these things more since, you know, a lot of the clubs are picking back up now. Number two, wanting to do a bunch of fun things is not the reason for me to continue to pursue a whole nother degree plan. Like, that is not it. Because I am not going to pursue an entirely new degree plan just because I want to enjoy some more of the college experience. That's not going to sustain me when I'm feeling defeated and not wanting to do my work. Like, that's not going to sustain. I'm going to give up because I don't have a real legitimate reason as to why I want to stay. And so I was like, while I do enjoy my friends here, they're not even really friends, acquaintances here. While I do enjoy my acquaintances here, the people that I'm getting to know, it's cool. But I recognize at the end of the day, I've invested in these places and these people, but I haven't invested as much as I've invested in my family. And so I was like, the, what, which investment is going to give me the best return on my investment? That's going to be my family because they are reciprocating what I'm giving, and they are – likewise giving like it's not like a one-way thing where it's like me giving and then not like sometimes it can be very exhausting for me up here because it's like sometimes it does feel like I'm giving 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 and I don't have anyone giving back to me and so I mean that's like it just is that it is how it is you know what I mean and that's how it is and so I just realized like I'm not going to stay here long term now I will be visiting back I really feel like like, I heard Kamari tell me this yesterday, but she was saying, oh, girl, am I on the wrong Am I on the wrong thing? Let me make sure I'm going the right way real quick. Hold on. I'm just running my mouth. I ain't even got on the highway yet. I'm just, oh, yeah, I'm going the right way. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so Kamari was telling me, first of all, bro, first of all, I need you to calm down. It's really not that serious. Um, but Kamari was telling me that, like, she – one thing that she was hearing somebody talk about was that they had, like, another home in 
the place that they lived before. So they were moving to Canada from Los Angeles, but they still loved Los Angeles. And so they um, were moving to live in another home there. And so, or they had another home there. And so, hold on, y'all. I'm going to get on the, you know me, I got to focus while I'm getting on this highway.
just people saying hi and like waving and stuff like that, like makes me feel like I have done a good job here because like people actually appreciate me. You know what I mean? I just want to be appreciated and they do appreciate me and I love them. And like I love the students I work with and I love everybody, but it just feels like, man, I gotta leave. You know what I mean? And it's not a bitter like I, w- I gotta leave, but it's just the like, man, it is kind of like sad to leave, but you do have to just pick up and move on. And that's okay. And so, um, yeah. And then I also realized that all things are good. Like, staying here is good. Living in Tampa or or Wesley Chapel is good. Like, living or working at this school is good. The teachers that I work with are great, and I love them. And the students I work with are great. I love them. Um, going to this church is good. But I have to discover, like, what is, like, the God choice in this, because there's so many good things, so many good opportunities, but which one is God's opportunity for me, you know what I mean, like, I don't know, like, which one is God's opportunity for me, that's what I need to figure out, and I think that knowing, like, I feel like going back home is the God opportunity for me, and even from my recruitment fair yesterday, I realized it's not that hard, it really is not that hard to get a job in teaching, like, the way they were setting me up and helping me out, I was like, oh, wow, okay, thank you, you know what I mean, <laughs> which was cool, so, yeah, and then I also see how my parents feel when they have to make the decision, or not fully, I don't feel that fully, because I don't have a whole family attached to it, but when they have to make the decision to move from Texas to Fort Myers, I can see slightly that decision process of, like, it's really hard to know, like, should we pick up and move from everything that we've invested in, the church, the the family around us, the, uh, the schools that the kids are at? Like, should we take all of this investment that we've just had and move to a new place? And that's really hard. That's not a light decision. It is not an easy decision to pick up everything that you've invested in and move somewhere else. And so I I can see slightly that, like, difficulty that they might have faced um, as they were deciding to move us from Tampa, I mean, let me say I'm from Tampa, from Texas to Florida. Um, Yeah, and then I also realized, like, it was also me just wanting to fulfill my own desires. The point of staying here was me wanting to fulfill my own desires. Some of the highlights of staying here is, like, working at a school where I already know the people that work here, uh, because I actually love the people that I work with. And then um, another, like, benefit was I already know the school culture very well. Um, another benefit was that I know the students. So if I were to get, like, a fifth grade position, for example, I would already know a lot of the students that I worked with from fourth grade, which would be cool. And then also another one of the benefits that I saw to staying was the church that I could currently attend. I absolutely love Living Faith Bible Fellowship. It has been my favorite church that I have visited since I've moved to Florida. Like, I love my church in Texas, but, like, this church is my favorite since I've moved to Florida. And I've only gone to this church, like, a handful of Sundays. It hasn't even been, like, it's probably been, like, a couple of months that I've been going to this church consistently on Sundays. Um, Last semester, I went, like, every now and then, but I was also visiting other churches. But, like, this church is just so – I love this church with everything in me. I love all the ministries that they do. I love the way that they 
operate. I love the pastor. It's just a really cool church to be a part of. And so that was one of the really big things that stuck out to me as a reason why I wanted to stay because the churches that I'm currently going to, I don't like. Like, I don't – it's not that – it's not it's not a problem with them. It's just they don't really fit me, I feel like. And when I go to Living Faith, I feel like it fits me. And so that's what, that was another reason why I wanted to stay was because Living Faith is just a church that I love. And so – Having a church and having, you know what I mean, like people that I just love to work with and a church that I love going to, I think those things have made it easier to live by myself because I have a community of people that I enjoy both working with and fellowshipping with, and it has helped me to not feel as lonely, but also I just want to be with my family. And so, yeah, and then another benefit that I thought to staying here was just like the friendships that I could develop. But then again, every friend that I've had in another season has, every time I've changed seasons, has been gone. Like, for example, all of the Navigator friends that I had, I no longer have anymore. Like, every single one of them. Probably Carly is the only one I still talk to, but we don't even talk that often. It's merely acquaintanceship. And, like, even people like Emily, who, like, I thought was going to be my friend for uh, at least till the end of college, like, she ended up not being my friend no more since after I had moved out of the apartment. And so, and she was the main one talking about, we still going to hang out, we still going to talk. And girl, where you at? <laughs> like, I wasn't going to hang out or talk anyway because I didn't want to, but it's just, like, funny to me. Like, that, like, a lot of times we really hold on. So that's why I didn't want to stay here because of friendship. Because friendships are going to change every year. Friendships are going to change every season. Because not every acquaintanceship or friendship is a transitional friendship. I think of transitional friendship as, like, my friendship with Kamari and Jasmine, that, like, no matter what season we're in, we can still be friends and we still hang out and talk to one another and we're still navigating these seasons together. And so I love friends that are like that. And I think, honestly, like, there's a I've, I've seen I've seen transitional friendship, friendships and I've also seen transitional acquaintanceships. So, like, people that I'm not really close friends with, but I am acquaintances with, these are people that, like, I've still transitioned different seasons with. Like, I feel like Jovan is a good transitional acquaintanceship because, like, we've literally gone from middle school to high school to now in college, and we still, like, talk every now and then. Like, it's not like we're best friends where we're talking all the time, but we do still, like, hang out and, like, make a point to, like, see one another every now and then, and so, like, that's a good transitional acquaintanceship, I think. Also, I would say maybe Keen is a good transitional acquaintanceship, too, because we've been kind of acquaintances since 2020, and so it's kind of cool to see, like, it's been two years, and we're still acquaintances, and we still hang out and talk and, like, play basketball and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so, like, I feel like the people that I've met in Tampa and in Winston Chapel, they're great people but just they're not going to be people that transition different seasons with me, whether that be as an acquaintance or be as a friend. They're not going to transition with me. And that's okay because not everybody's meant to be a transitional friend, but it's just, like, something to note. And it's to not base my whole decision off of these people because these people are going to change when the season changes. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah. And then also, what else was there? Um, so those are the reasons why I wanted to stay. 
But then ultimately I was just like, nah, I would prefer to be back in my hometown because all of my intimate circle is back home. Like my best friend, Jasmine, Tamari, my family are all back home. And so the people that I actually want to develop deeper relationships with are in Fort Myers. And so I was like, well, why am I up here? Is this where I want to be? Now, do I want to take New River and bring it down to Fort Myers with me? Yes, because I would love to work in that environment. But also, I don't know what other type of environments there are out there. So I, I might even find an environment that I like better than New River, which is possible because you don't know what God's going to do. Like, God could do anything. And then also, um, if I could take living faith, like that, that church, and bring that down, oh, I 100% would. Or if I could bring my family up to living faith, oh, yes, I would. Because that church is just astronomical. It's amazing. But, um, like, it's not even just the church. It's just, like, it's the fact that that church prompts me to have a deeper relationship with God. Like, genuinely. It's not like a, no, it's and or a, a fuss about it. It's not like a whole, like, we doing this, we doing that. We out here, like, it's very much just, like, chill. We study in the Bible, we make it, we make it in the community, that's it. You know what I'm saying? And I love that. And so I would love to bring that church down, but, you know, uh, it's okay. It's all right. So, anywho, I just, yeah, I found that, like, that decision was not an easy one to make, but it definitely was a peaceful one to make. And I just want to follow where God is calling me to be because, listen, I have followed where God wanted me to be as a teacher, like, I, I, there was many times where I was like, well, maybe I'll try to do something else. Or I tried to think of, like, something else I could do instead of teaching. But as I followed God's plan for me in teaching, I, this is not even to brag. This is to brag on God. I have literally found that I am really good at what I do. That, like, I have a natural gift, but also I'm learning the trade, learning the skill that needs to be, that goes along with teaching. So, for example... I was like falling, or I was, I had a job at the Imaginarium, uh, the science museum thing. And as I worked at the Imaginarium, this was really when I knew, like, okay, this is, well, I keep saying when I knew, but this was another addition to the fact that, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so I was uh, at the Imaginarium, and I was like, the way that I had managed the behavior of two of the students, where I had sat them down, talked to them, gave them, like, told them what they had done wrong, told them what I wanted them to do, what I expected them to do, gave them a chance to take a break and sit in the room, and I told them, when the other lady tells you that you can come back, I forgot her name, but I didn't say the other lady, but when I, I said, when blah, blah, blah tells you you can come back outside, then you can come back outside. And then when they came back out and then I gave them a hug, that was literally what you're supposed to do as a teacher. Like, I don't know. Like, it was just so, it came so natural to me. But now after taking these teaching courses, I can see that, like, uh, I can see that the actual terminology and stuff behind it. And it's like, teaching for me is just so fascinating. Like, I genuinely love what I do. And every day I go in the field, it is difficult and it is hard. Like, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. But it is something that I love, and so every day I find something else that I love. Like, literally, I'd be calling Kamari, I'd be calling my family, 
I'd be talking to them about all these funny experiences I'm having, like, all of these great moments I'm having, and I just really do love to teach. Like, this is something that I enjoy doing, and I'm passionate about, and I'm good at. And so it just amazes me to see that, like, when you follow God's will for you, you'll find exactly what you need. Like, I I often battled, like, should I even teach? Because I want to teach, but, like, everybody's telling me I shouldn't, or, like, these are other things that seem interesting that I might want to do. I even thought about pursuing a career in music at one point. And it's like, nope, teaching is definitely my calling. Now, will it be my calling forever? I don't know. God might have something else for me. But all I know is that right now in this season, teaching is my calling. Like, and I am fulfilling that calling, and I'm stepping into that. And I am seeing the immense impact of that. Like, I have developed so many great relationships with my students. I have learned my students, and I actually study them. Just like how my mom used to study, or still is studying us as kids, I actually study my students. And there's only one student that I'm still trying to study, and I'm still trying to figure out, like, the dynamic between us. But as far as my other students, I feel like I studied them, and I'm, like, understanding them as human beings and learning how to help them. For example, there's a student that I work with where I learned that, like, basically, like, there's a roller coaster of misbehavior. And so it starts with calm, like, normally it's calm. And then it goes up to a trigger. And so something triggers the student that causes them to be eventually the next stage is agitated. So they are triggered, and then if that trigger continues to be present, they become agitated. And then if that agitation continues to be present, it goes to the acceleration period where it's just accelerating the behavior. They start, like, doing just, like, random stuff. Then it goes to the peak where now you're at the – like, worst part of the behavior, and then it goes to, like, the, um, what is it? I, it's not de-escalation, but I forgot what the other word is, but that's when it starts, like, coming down, and then it goes to, uh, oh, recovery, that's what it's called. So it goes from the peak to the recovery period, where now the student is trying to recover back from that misbehavior, come back to the classroom, come back to, like, whatever we were doing, and then it goes to, uh, I forgot what that other line is. But it's like, basically, I realized that one of my students, her triggers is her morning. So she'll come in. I remember, this is how I figured it out. One day, and I'm so grateful to God for this, because I didn't know why. Like, there's some moments where she just acts out, and I don't know why she does it. Like, I don't know why. She's such a good student, and she is so good. Like, she understands the material. She's talented, and she, like, She's very knowledgeable. So it's not like school being hard is a trigger for her. She knows how to do school. But I I asked her one morning, I said, hey, how was your morning? And she said, oh, it's not good. And I said, okay. I said, well, do you think it would make it better if I gave you a hug? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, I'm going to transfer all of my energy to you. And so I gave her this massive bear hug, and I shook her around a little bit as if I was giving her my energy. And then I was like, okay, make today a great day. And so then, yesterday, she came in tardy, and she looked frazzled Like, her hair was all over the place. She was just like, she came in frustrated, or not frustrated, but just frazzled to a degree, a little bit agitated, you could see, because whatever happened that morning caused her to be late. And then also, now she's missing part of the material, and so... When I saw that she was frazzled from the morning, I remembered what she said that previous morning 
about how her morning wasn't that good. And I was like, maybe it's something at home that's happening in the morning that's a trigger for her. And so then when she doesn't have that, like, moment in the morning that just, like, is peaceful, it causes her a whole day to flop. And so basically I told her, I said, um, when she came in, I taught her, I retaught the lesson because she missed the entire lesson. So we were on small groups. So luckily I had a chance to actually reteach her. And we were in a group that, like, they do their stuff independently. And so I just let them do their stuff independently. I taught her how to do it. She caught on very quickly. And I said, how was your morning this morning? She said, it was complicated. I said, okay, well, when we're done with small group, I'm going to give you a big old hug. And then afterward, I gave her a big old hug. And I kid you not, the day was great. And I told her to make the day great, and she did. And so I'm just seeing, like, this pattern, and I want to keep testing it to see, is it actually me checking in on her in the morning and giving her that hug that's helping, or is it something else? Because I just, I want to see. So I'm going to keep doing it because I feel like that's helping. And it's just, like, it honestly is bringing me to tears because it's, like, you really don't know what kids go through, and it's really those small interactions that's just, like, I can't make your morning better, but I can help you to make the rest of your day better by giving you this hug, by encouraging you, by giving you that verbal affirmation. You know what I mean? And so I just hope that, like, that actually helps. And I feel like I just I enjoy finding out little things. And God really is the one that reveals these things. Like, it wasn't by me just being like, oh, wow, I'm just so good. I just figured it out. Like, no, it was literally by happenstance that I asked that question. And I'm so grateful that the Holy Spirit rose up that question in me and then when she said that, it clicked in my mind, like, oh, this might, her mornings might be a trigger for her. Like, I never thought about that before. But once having that language, after doing one, some of these modules that I've been doing to learn about, like, de-escalation, after doing that and then after just, like, like observing her, I was able to make that connection and to be like, okay, here's what I can do, and I can try it out and see if it works. And I'm so grateful that I did because I feel like it did it did help to some degree. Like, we have not had any real misbehaviors from her these past two days. And I th- I'm trying to think about it, but, like, it actually is true. Like, sometimes she would call out and just be, like, super silly for no reason. Or I thought it was for no reason. But now I see that it is truly a chain effect. Like, when something happens, that triggers you, it does go to agitation and then acceleration and then it goes to that peak. And so I was always wondering, why is she doing this? Why is she doing this? And now it makes sense. And sometimes it just seems like she's having a really bad day. I remember even one day, she was having just a really, really bad day. And so Miss Miss Jenkins was like calling or talked to her teacher that she had last year. And she was like, hey, like, She's having, she's not doing too well right now. Like, I don't know what's going on with her, but she's just not doing too well. Can you help me out? And so she reached out to him, and he did that. Which, by the way, I need to say, I love Miss Jenkins for that, that she doesn't try to figure out everything on her own, but she really does try to bring other people in and be like, hey, what did you do? Because I'm just like, I I just love to see that. And I think that's something I'm going to start doing too. It's like, especially as a first-year teacher, is if I'm in a fourth or fifth grade classroom, or just any classroom in general, I can find the teacher from the previous year, unless I teach kindergarten, I can find the teacher from the previous year and be like, hey, how did you handle these type of situations with this student? How did you manage behavior with this student? What did you do? When I start seeing that I'm not able to figure it out, I'm not able to get it together, I can start asking around to see what did they do?
because really they were there with the student for a whole year too, so they had to have figured something out eventually, right? And so, yeah, I just was like, like, I think that works for her, and I'm just going to continue doing it. Hopefully I remember. I think what I want to tell her on Monday is that, hey, anytime in the morning when you're coming in and you're just feeling a little bit, like, down or, or flustered, just be like, hey, Miss Fernanda, can I get a hug today? And I will be more than happy to give you a hug because I don't want to get it to the point where it's like I forget and then, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I'm just, like, thankful for the Holy Spirit that he revealed that to me, thankful to the Holy Spirit that he just gives me the encouragement I need and the rejuvenation that I need to teach, like, Teaching can be so exhausting, and it can really burn you out. But, like, the Holy Spirit just always gives me what I need, shows me what I need to do, and I'm just so grateful for that. Like, I really am. I really, really am. And that's how you know you're walking in your calling. I'm not frustrated on my job. Like, I know that there are moments where I get irritated, moments where I might be upset, but I don't get frustrated. Like, where I'm like, I want to quit, I'm angry, I'm tired of this. Like, and I don't frustrate others. Like, I don't cause other people to be frustrated on my job. And so that's how you know you're stepping into my calling. I remember my mom said, it is not your calling if you are frustrated or if you frustrate others. That does not mean that you won't be frustrated eventually. But it just means that, like, you're, if you're in a constant state of frustration, that's not your calling. Or if you are constantly frustrating other people, that's not your calling. You're not meant for that. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah. Because I think about it even, like, with music, like, I love music, and I love instruments and stuff like that, but I oftentimes get very frustrated playing because it's like, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, if that's not my that's not my calling if I'm just frustrated to just, just to be frustrated, you know what I'm saying? But anywho, that's it on that. I just wanted to share that because I'm just so grateful that God is showing me just how to do things, and I love teaching. I really do. I love teaching. Um one final thing I want to share is the, uh, what's it called? The counseling session I had this week went really well. I found a lot of different strategies that were beneficial too, and I want to share some of those. Um, so the first strategy that my counselor and I talked about that I actually started implementing right afterward, and it has worked amazingly. Like it really has transitioned, it really has changed the way I sleep. Like, I get up, and I actually have energy. So, basically, we were talking, and I was like, yeah, like, she asked me, do I watch TV or, like, YouTube or use my laptop or my phone in my bed? And I said, yeah. And she was like, well, maybe that's why you're, like, going in these spirals because you're already comfortable in your bed, and, like, you don't have, like, a transition, period. And so I was like, okay. So she said, she, she suggested that I take my devices and I keep them outside of my room. And so I was like, cool. And so I actually did that. And I feel like having my devices outside of my room actually causes my bed to be a, a place of sleep. And that's what my counselor said. She said, you want your bed to be a place of sleep, not a place for everything to be done. And so, uh-oh. Oh, it's still going. Okay, because someone was calling me, and then I uh, I didn't know if it had hung up or not. I, I didn't know if, like, the podcast was done or not. But I'll go through this quickly. Okay, so um, basically, yeah, she was like, you want your bed to be a place of sleep, not a place of, like, I do anything and everything here. And I had already 
taken my desk and like, cause with the, with living by myself, I have the luxury of not doing my, uh, of not having my like work stuff, like my school stuff in my room. And so I was able to already kind of distinguish that and I told myself like that I want my room to be for relaxing and I want like every other space in my house I can do homework in, I can do whatever in, but my room is for relaxing. And so, yeah, and so then um, just making that other distinction of like, no, 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 not just my room is for relaxing, but my room is no devices. Like, of course, I, I bring in my device every now and then, but I don't like sit on my phone in there. Like, I, I try to leave my phone unless I'm just carrying it with me in my hand as I'm walking around trying to do something else. But I have tried these past couple of days to not use my phone, and I have been successful to not use my phone or my laptop in my room. Um, and even when I'm watching TV, like, I used my little couch out there, and I just sat on my couch, and I watched TV because I was like, I, I feel like it's improved the quality of my sleep, too. Like, as soon as I walked in that room, I was ready to go to bed, and I fell, I fell asleep pretty quickly. Like, it wasn't like my brain was still spinning. And so, yeah, I just feel like it was a good decision to do that, not just for, like, my, like, uh, not just for the fact of, like, oh, like, not to fall into YouTube holes or TV holes or whatever, but also just to simply rest and to have better rest, I feel like. Uh, like, I woke up this morning, and I'm in the car at 8 o'clock driving home. Like, I, who has that type of energy? Not me. I used to not have that type of energy, but now I'm so grateful that, like, that is the type of energy I'm having. Um, and then another thing that I'm practicing, another strategy that I was practicing was um, <clears throat> having, like, a schedule for my Saturdays and Sundays, which I still need to practice that because this week and next week is going to look a lot different than my typical Saturdays and Sundays. But she suggested that I have a schedule. Since I, and I thought about it like this. Every other day of the week, I do have a blocked-off schedule. And so I find that on Saturdays and Sundays, I'm always rushing around to do a million things because I don't block off my schedule like I do for the rest of the week. So I'm just going to block it off and – these are, this is what I'm going to do is, like, this kind of chunk, and so that way I, I'm i not, like, I'm not having a mental breakdown every weekend because I have so much to do, because I have social responsibilities, because I have social commitments, because I have all these other things like getting groceries and making meal plans, like, all this other stuff all on one day or all on two days. It does not work, and so I, I thought that was a good idea, and then... Also, um, there was a lot of other stuff, but I don't have my journal with me, so I don't really remember, but that's okay. I just remember the de no devices. I remember the, um, what's it called? Oh, I also said that I was probably going to bring my bike back with me because there's some really nice biking trails so I could get outside more often. Um, one thing about living in an apartment and living by yourself is that it's actually, I feel like it's scary for me to go outside sometimes because, you know, people are dangerous. Like, it really is hard living by yourself because you don't, especially as a girl, you don't want to go do something that could potentially put you in danger. I do go to the park every now and then because I love playing basketball and there's a really nice park that has a cool basketball court. But um, I don't want to, yeah, like I don't want, I, I'm trying to think of something I could do that's closer to home because that's a quite a far drive away from me. So, I was like, maybe I'll just bring my bike and I could just bike around. Uh, like, there's, like, a long strip that has, like, cows and stuff, and it's really pretty, and I see a lot of people biking all the time. And so I was like, maybe I could bike around there. Um, and so, yeah, I think that will be a good idea. I'm excited to try that out and see how that goes. 
Uh, but I'm going to bring my bike home probably after spring break because I don't know if during spring break I'm going to want to use my bike. So I'm going to bring it home after spring break. And so that one is one that I'm going to try later on. And, yeah, it was just some really good strategies this time. I mean, I always feel like I have good strategies coming back from my counseling sessions, but that was really cool and really helpful. And then another thing that I have that this is when I heard in a podcast by – oh, so I started listening to the Walk in Love podcast, like one of their recent episodes, and they were talking about how they kind of do their Sabbath and stuff like that. But one of the things that they were saying was that they actually named their Sabbath. Like their daughter was like, can we call this blank blank? And so I was like, oh, that's cool. Like actually labeling stuff and calling it like this is what this is. Like at the schoolhouse we do that, where we do like think about it Thursday, fantastic Friday, talk about it Tuesday, we do work it out Wednesday. So like there's so many things that we do at the schoolhouse, and I was like, I kind of want to do that in my own personal life. So I came up with this. Tao Tuesday. So Tao is a, like, mindfulness, guided meditation uh, service that my counseling center provides for USF students. And so I thought it would be great to do one of those strat and, learn and use one of those strategies um, on Tuesdays. So I call it Tao Tuesday. And so that's when I'm going to start practicing some of those strategies that are on there, doing some of their breathing techniques, etc. So that's Tao Tuesday. And then I have Worship Wednesday, which I actually was really excited for because it was Tuesday that I decided to do this. And so Wednesday I was actually able to implement Worship Wednesday. And I got really excited, and it was a really fun time because I was able to sing and, like, have a dedicated time to worship God. And so it wasn't like I was just sitting in my room, like, singing. But it was like I was, like, walking around the house, doing my normal stuff, but I just put on some Maverick City music or some, you know, some of my other little worship songs. And I was just singing along as I was going, doing the dishes, as I was taking my shower. And so <coughs> that was nice, and it was a good time. And then we have Thoughtful Thursday, which is when I do a reflection um, and I think my reflection, I would like for it to be written, but this week I did a, uh, like, verbal reflection or, like, a, a, I thought about my reflection. I didn't really write it down. And so I thought that that was fine. Either way is fine. But I thought that, like, a thoughtful Thursday would be good because it's given me enough time to process from counseling, and it also gives me some time to think about my week without my week actually being over. And so I was like, that's something I'm going to try to implement. And so Thoughtful Thursday, and then we have a Family and Friends Friday. So basically that's the day that I'm like, I'm committing to talking to my friends. I'm committing to talking to my family. And like, whether that be like one day I might go to like an event and that way I can like make acquaintances or something. Like, that's fine too if I do those on those days. But, um, yeah, I just think that, like, my main goal is, like, this is the day that I'm talking to family and friends. Oh, not him going on the shoulder of the day trying to pass this dude. First of all, that's not safe. That's not how we operate, young man. Um, he literally, like, acting like the shoulder of the highway is another lane that he can just pass people in. You cannot, sir. You cannot. You cannot do that. That's not safe. Um, but you know what? You do what you want to do. As long as you don't get in a car accident with me, that's fine. Um, yeah, okay. So that's it. Oh, no, that's not it. Then I have on Saturday, <laughs> I thought that this was a funny wordplay. So I said Saturday will be pre-Sunday Sunday. So basically 
before Sunday, the actual day Sunday, and then sun dash day, meaning like being outside in the daytime in the sun. So my Saturdays are my pre-Sunday Sundays where I know that I want to go outside. So, for example, even though I'm going home today, I know that I need to go outside at some point today because I have been inside or indoors mostly every day this week. I have to have some type of sunshine beaming down on me when I am on my Saturday and Sunday. So Saturday is pre-Sunday Sunday. I'm going to go outside. I just like the way pre-Sunday Sunday sounds, too. Like, I came up with another one, and I was like, sunshine Saturday or something like that. But, like, pre-Sunday Sunday, just, I don't know why it throws off my tongue better. I like it. And so, yeah. So, I came up with that for Saturday. I just know that I have to spend at least an hour to two hours outside. And then, um... And it doesn't matter who with, it could be by myself. I've gone to the basketball courts by myself and had a great time. Or it could be with people, like when I went to that cookout, except it would definitely be shorter than the amount of time I was there. But, um, yeah. And then um, I also came up with, um, what is it, what is it, what is it? Oh, I forgot what Sunday is. Sunday is something. Sunday, fun day? I don't remember. But Sunday is something. I wrote it down, and I don't, I don't even remember what it's called. But... Yeah, so I came up with something for Sunday, and um, that's going to be cool. And so, uh, I forgot, what is it? Oh, set it up Sunday. So basically on Sunday, what I'm going to be doing is setting it up for the week. So whatever set it up looks like, whether that's meal planning, whether that's grocery shopping, whether that's uh, like getting my homework ready, like set it up Sunday is my intention to make sure that I am setting up for the week. And so that could be any in any in any capacity, but I want to make sure that I'm setting up for the week. So set up Sunday, pre Sunday Sunday is on Saturday, Friday is Family and Friends Friday, Thursday is Thoughtful Thursday, Wednesday is Worship Wednesday, Tuesday is Cow Tuesday, and then I don't have a Monday one yet, but I would like to think of one. I'm still thinking. I was thinking like maybe like a Mindful Monday where I do like yoga or something afterwards. But I also know that some days I have class, and so that's not really practical. But I could. I still could. Anywho, that was what I came up with after counseling. And, yeah, I just think that that was a really good good thing. So what I'm starting to see is just, like, there's becoming a balance. At first I felt very much at a disequilibrium because I was like, why does it always feel like in order to have fun, in order to do the things that I want to do, I have to forego a lot of my responsibilities but then I just realized, like, it's just all done in moderation. You just have to balance it. You just have to balance it. And so that's it. And so that's all. And I have, that's all I have to say, and I'm done. Bye.